Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. You'll have ad-free episodes and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love, linked in the show notes. You know, we talk about this dichotomy between like environmental protection and the quality of life. A lot of people think that in order for you to care about the environment, you have to care so much that you have no impact at all. I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. Welcome to another episode of Women in Tech. I'm your guest host, Ira Herman, in today for Esprit Devora, and we have an amazing guest in studio uh, joining us here in sunny Santa Monica, California. Everyone, please welcome Alessandra. Yay! Yay. <laughs> so, uh, Alessandra, please uh, go ahead and intro yourself. Tell us your name, uh, your company, and what you guys do. Uh, first of all, thanks for having me here. Uh, my name is Alessandra Guerra, and I am a co-founder and director of strategic planning at Nori. Uh, Nori is a new startup. Um, I'm really excited about it. We are trying to reverse climate change, and we're going to do that by creating the first ever open voluntary marketplace to remove carbon dioxide from the atmosphere. So that's a pretty amazing thing. Uh, and, and I'm really excited about what Nori's doing, what you guys are doing, because you actually have uh, technology that will remove carbon and help reverse climate change. Uh, the technology exists. There's also more development being done on it. And you guys are doing that. And you're working on building this marketplace. And so why a marketplace uh, for this? How does how does that work? That's a really, really good question. Um, a marketplace is really important because a marketplace just means that the solution can scale to the problem. The problem is climate change. Climate change is a global problem, right. right? So we need the solution to scale globally. Not just one company removing carbon dioxide is enough. Or uh, not just like the state of California. Or just, yeah, exactly. The state of California doing cap and trade and reducing, which is a whole nother thing, which I'd love to get to in a second, is not <laughs> enough. So we need to remove carbon dioxide at the same scale that we've been emitting it um, and more so in the beginning so that we can actually have a net negative uh, carbon footprint as a species. Very cool. So uh, so the marketplace allows that to scale globally so that anyone in the world can can buy the cleaning technology or basically offset what they're doing with credits that will clean the uh, yeah. the carbon dioxide out of the air. Yeah, exactly. So is it just carbon? It's it's so we like to say carbon dioxide because carbon itself is like the formula C, right? That's the element. Um, carbon right. dioxide, when it's paired with um, oxygen, is what we're trying to remove from the atmosphere. And it's really important that people understand that there are ways to do this, right? Um, and what we're trying to do is empower you uh, in a way that you can actually purchase credits. And we call them carbon removal credits or, or carbon removal claims. Mm. We're still figuring out which one we'd like. Um, but the whole idea is that you can measure your impact. Let's say if you take a flight from Seattle to uh, L.A. like I did, I know directly how much carbon I emitted for that flight. Um, and so I can say I want to reverse my impact on this. I want to have like a negative like I don't want I want a total net zero impact on my flight. So 
I mean, our goal is that we could have businesses partnering with us as well to offer like, hey, why not as part of your checkout on your flight, say, I want to reverse my impact and have zero impact on the environment and then have that airline purchase the credits for you through our marketplace. Very cool. And and the difference it sounds like too, is it's not just that the plane is going to put this carbon dioxide into the atmosphere and then you're going to buy wind power, which in theory will offset it. It's actually, you're going to buy credits that clean carbon dioxide directly out of the air. Totally. I am nodding my head. Um, <laughs> so Ira, you touched on something that's uh, m- maybe a lot of people don't think about or know about. Uh, offsets has this whole connotation in the carbon markets um, that says that if you did less bad t- today than you did yesterday in terms of emitting, you get to, that's called an offset. Um, I don't really believe in that. Like when I have a kid, I'm not going to like reward him for being less spoiled the, than the day before. I'm just going to be like, reward you for being a good kid. Right. Um, so that's kind of what we're aiming for is rewarding good behavior, not necessarily less bad behavior. Uh, when it comes to emitting. So that's why we don't really call them offsets, like carbon offsets. That's that's something separate. What we're doing is carbon removal. We're removing, we're doing good. We're taking out our credit of carbon dioxide from the atmosphere, right? Because in the past, we've already emitted. There's tons of carbon that we've already emitted. How do we get out of it? How do we get it out now? That's right. what we're focused on. Very cool. Yeah. And that that's what's exciting to me is it seems like a direct... Uh, I'm big into technology and innovation, and that seems like the way to go is to innovate to remove it rather than to kind of be indirect about it or to worry about it. There are solutions that can be that already exist and that can be further developed. So absolutely. And so one more thing I just love to say is uh, you mentioned the offsets and uh, wind power. So we can do and I talked about this earlier and now I want to get to that point. Uh, the cap redu- and trade? The, re- no, reductions, right? Okay. So there are things we can do to reduce our impact on the environment. And that's incredibly important. I mean, by all means, still um, care about what you're eating because that has a big impact on the environment. Care about um, what you're driving and how you're using energy, um, what energy sources of energy um, you're getting energy from, like solar or wind. All that is great. But that just means that we slow down climate change. Maybe if we stop it by emitting zero, that would be great. Um, and so really, I'm trying to like hone into this idea that we have to remove it in order to get back to safe levels of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And then actually maybe instead of seeing a constant increase in global temperatures, maybe we'll see a decrease in uh, global temperatures if we're removing CO2. Let's change it back the other way. Yeah, turning <laughs> back the clock is what we're trying to do. And that's that's, uh, I think, a really positive outlook on it and and an empowered outlook on it. Uh, I I see a lot of media that kind of says things like, oh, we're we're past the point of no return or we're getting close to the point of no return. There's a lot of like doom and gloom kind of stuff. So I like that perspective much better. Like, hey, we can actually change this. Let's do it. Yeah, (laughs) thanks. I I totally agree. I think um, what I try to sell is hope that there is hope and a lot of people feel powerless to do anything about climate change like why even try because i'm one person what is my what is my impact going to be um i think nori is going to you'll see in a couple years it's going to really just empower so many people and totally change the game in terms of how people are going to be able to engage and reverse their impact for not just that day but for the years in the past Awesome. And and you mentioned a little bit about your your background, your education and degree. 
Um, what do you do in the company? What's your What's your role in Nori? Um, that's a really good question. It's uh, amorphous right now, or so. So we say. Uh, I'm focusing on business development right now. I'm, we're hosting a summit uh, where we're trying to. It's invite only. And we're trying to just make sure that the people who are going to participate in this marketplace is, are there. We're totally transparent. So what I love about Nori, other than my team and our mission, is that transparency is at the heart of what we're doing. So we want to be very open with what we're trying to accomplish and how we're going to do that. And so the summit that uh, we're putting together is really focused on making sure that the people who are going to buy the credits, like let's say um, airlines or Jet, like JetBlue, for example, or um, any individual, right, who wants to offset their credits and has the power to do so, mm-hmm. um, is there in the room. When yeah, you, we, guys, you guys had JetBlue on your podcast. We did. Well, we had right? JetBlue on our podcast. Thanks for the little plug. So it's called the Reversing Climate Change Podcast. Uh, check it out. That was, I think, episode four. Okay, cool. Yeah, Reversing Climate Change, definitely a, a great podcast, really interesting, and uh, gets more in-depth on on all these topics and all kind of the, the industry terms for... Uh, I, I can't even think... <laughs> Think of yeah. them off the top of my head, but there's there's some kind of comp- terms that sound complex that get broken down in the podcast, and then really interesting uh, guests that are on and think you know insight as to what you know JetBlue's perspective is on all this stuff and and how they're working towards it, uh, and then what you guys are doing and kind of the the evolution of that and details on the marketplace and all that. So yeah, yeah, Reversing I mean, you- climate change. Uh, is there a website for that? podcast um yeah nori.com n-o-r-i.com um and then on the top right there's a link that says podcast and you can um subscribe on google play itunes or even listen through just a browser so i think to the marketplace point it's really great to listen to it and understand that there's just a slew of technologies to remove carbon dioxide like embedded carbons in buildings um soil uh but also a like variety of people who would be interested in buying this and it's fun it's like a Good little podcast. Great. And yeah, and you are a co-founder uh, of Nori then. And so that's why your role is kind of amorphous is yeah. co-founders and, and on, you know, in startups in general, everyone kind of does everything and, and uh, you know, pushes the boundaries of, of specific roles in a company. So um, how does that work? How long have you been involved? And, and uh, tell us a, a little bit about that. Do you want me to tell you my Norigen story? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's one of our yes, words. Please. Our Nori <laughs> origin story, Norigen story. Um, so take it back, Ira, to like over a decade ago, actually. I was 17 and I was obsessed with the Science Channel. Such a freaking nerd. But I was a cool nerd. At least that's what I like to think. Uh, so I watched this series. I like to think I was a cool nerd. Yeah, too. right. We're all cool. We're all like those. <laughs> <laughs> you are definitely cool. <laughs> no, thanks. You do. Um, so I, there was this like mini series, you know, they'll focus on one thing and it was called Ecotech. And each episode was about 45 minutes and they would talk, focus on different aspects like um, clean water or air pollution. Um, and so the air pollution one, I think was like the fifth one that came out. And I was really into this series. I was like recording them on our TiVo at the time. Hmm. And one technology that came out that I saw was from Columbia University through Klaus Lackner's lab. So Klaus Lackner um, was talking about these artificial trees, these devices that would react with the CO2 in the air. And then you could it would essentially absorb CO2. 
and then you can scrub them, right? And then re- and then update them and put them back out. And they would remove as much CO2 as, you know, up to 100 trees. And my mind was just like, wow. right? Like, and, mind and that, blown. And that was like 10 or so years ago? I was 17. Well. I was a junior in high school. And I'm 28 now. You know, so 11 years ago. And I remember seeing... I only seeing, heard about those recently. Yeah. I, I remember seeing that and thinking... Yes, like 100%. I was all into the idea that like climate change was real and we had to do something about it and it was urgent and no one really seemed to be matching my like level of urgency. My family was like, yeah, whatever. Uh, but now it's really nice to see that there's this social awareness of this problem, this very real right. problem. Um, and I think that's why like Norwich Marketplace is, is going to be great because people are going to engage in it. Um, but anyways, back to the Norwegian story. Fast forward a couple years. I, I remember when I saw him on TV, I thought it would be so great to meet him and talk to him. Maybe if, like, maybe I'll apply to Columbia and study and figure that out some more. So fast forward, I actually did get into Columbia. I went to engineering school. Klaus was um, the chair of the environmental engineering department at the time. I studied with him for a couple years. He mentored me. Uh, and then I, you know, went off to grad school and here at uh, UC in Irvine. And then if you front forward like now, uh, he had connected me to Christoph, one of our co-founders, a couple years back when I was still working here in California. And then Christoph and I had just kept talking back and forth about, you know, we're very entrepreneurial, really wanted to do um, something in carbon removal because we knew that that was the answer for climate change. And there was nothing else, right? Nothing else was going to help us reverse what we've, the impact we've had. Right. And then we were Facebook messaging this summer and he just told me, oh, you know, Christoph did. And I met this awesome guy in Seattle and we're talking about blockchain and creating this marketplace for carbon removal. And do you want to do this hackathon with us? And I said, yeah, sure. And I was working at the time. So I did it like part time. It wasn't I couldn't be super committed. Uh, And then I kept talking to them for a couple of weeks after the hackathon, even before we found out that we had won the energy and environment. It was the consensus hackathon for social impact. Um, and, oh, cool. And yeah, we, con- Consensus is one of the bigger blockchain conferences. Yeah, right? and it was great. And so we flew out to, before, even before that, I flew out to Seattle to meet these guys. Because I'm like, what? I was very picky. I had done a, I had met you actually through some meetups because I was just trying to find people who were entrepreneurial and um, wanted to like build sustainability apps. And I couldn't really find a good team. And I was just constantly looking, like searching for the right team, right? Yeah. So when I went up to Seattle to visit Paul and Christoph, I was very skeptical. I was, had had to like have a good team. Within the first day, I was like, okay, this is great. I got to meet the rest of the people. We yeah. all flew out to New York for the consensus um, conference, which was spectacular, um, really useful. And I met the rest of the team. I'm like, all right, I'm in. These guys are cool. I think we can work together. And they're really smart. So uh that's my origin story. Oh, and then to close it up, it's really interesting. Klaus Lackner from this random dude on the TV that I saw when I was 17 in my bedroom is now our advisor on Nori. So, Whoa, that's the Klaus that he, yeah. he's an advisor and he was the one you saw on the science channel? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's that's it's full circle. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So back then you kind of set an intention and then ended up working with him. Yeah. My mom says <laughs> you have this really crazy like power to visualize and just like manifest things. I'm like, I don't know about that. I'm just really determined. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. And and you mentioned I, I've known you for a few years. Uh, you used to live around here uh, in in Long Beach. 
LBC. LBC <laughs> representing. Yeah, I love Long Beach. I'm staying there now. It's great. <laughs> And, uh, and, and so anyway, um, you, you just moved up to Seattle recently, but I remember there was, uh, you have this ability where I I wasn't sure exactly what your background is because I remember, uh, we were at a meetup for mobile development and you had taught yourself this whole programming language and framework (laughs) to make, just to make a mobile app that you had an idea to make and you picked it up really quickly so are you are you a developer or what <laughs> you just kind of take on anything like that? No, <laughs> no, <laughs> um, I'm totally a jack of all trades, master of none person. <laughs> like I've dabbled in so many things. I'm not afraid of learning something new, so I'll just do it. But I'm never like fully committed to I'm always just I want to know enough how to make it work like the larger picture. But Ionic, that's what. We were right. developing it. And I'm yeah, totally another plug framework. for Ionic team. <laughs> I think they're doing such a great job. Ionic is this awesome way of just writing one set of code to deploy like a native app to iOS or Android devices because developers usually have to develop code for either only I- Apple or either only Android. Um, and I loved this idea that I could be really lazy <laughs> and just write or one smart, code. Right? Or smart and efficient <laughs> and effective. Exactly. Um, and so I was working on that, uh, and that was fun. Yeah. And then actually when I was, I was working at Southern California Edison, SCE here on advanced technology projects. And then I picked up data science there and was doing a ton of programming, um, in Python there. So, but I'm not a pro, I don't, I'm not a developer or programmer. Um, but I have an understanding and appreciation for the complexities of it and like the the architecture of it and that it's not as straightforward as some people might think it is. You've won more than one hackathon and had these opportunities. Even if you had the opportunity, if it wasn't the idea wasn't the right fit for you or the team wasn't the right fit for you, you, you opted out. So that's, I think a very powerful thing to do. Uh, So maybe tell, tell us a little bit more about that. Like what your guidelines are in order to uh, be in the right type of, uh, team and environment? Like, what are you looking for? Uh, so I think that's a, thanks. Uh, it's a really personal question. Um, for me, I knew that maybe from the age of 15, that climate change was a problem. And that has been my focus. I mean, I studied it in school, um, environmental engineering. I focused on like uh, renewable energy and energy efficiency. And I got into combustion and like, how does that affect our environment? Um, I couldn't really figure out I've been stumbling. Okay, you made it sound like I'm really impressive. <laughs> Let me tell you, I've been stumbling for years, like through you're, the you're woods. Modest. <laughs> no, no, no. Through the woods, trying to figure out what the hell I'm doing with my life. Um, like working at the utility, super slow. And now I'm like working at a startup or like everything is just so fast. It's been three months and it's, it doesn't even feel like three months. It's kind of crazy. But to answer your question, does it drive me? Like, does it meet my mission? I'm a huge Stephen Covey fan. Oh, yeah. Seven habits, uh, highly effective people. Yes. Seven habits. I I use the habits like pretty much every day. I like pick them out in life. And I have it in my purse because it's my it's my travel book. So it's one of those things I like to calibrate to. So when I get on a plane, I always pull out my seven habits. Um, But he tells you in the book to write a mission statement. What are the things that you want with your life? And I did that. And you have to update it. I haven't done that. I should update it. Um, but my mission statement is to, you know, besides all the personal stuff, like have a wonderful family, which I do and like 
you know, feel fulfilled. It's I want to impact. I want to help make our society more sustainable. Um, and I want that to be my core mission and do it in a way that excites me, that keeps me occupied and challenged and in various environments. Um, so entrepreneurship, that's where it came from, right? It's like the idea that I need to constantly be stimulated in different ways. So entrepreneurship and then sustainability. Um, and then I guess to the family values, it's like community. I always want to be with people who um, share the same values and not necessarily the same perspectives because me and my team do not agree <laughs> all the time. So it's not a perfect world where everyone thinks the same. Well, we don't, we say it, we don't believe Maybe in group think. that's not perfection. No, it's not, right? <laughs> there's there's perfection in the chaos. So um, group think is not a thing that we like to have. Um, and it's good because we all have different ideas and perspectives and it keeps us honest um, and making sure that we are asking the right questions and doing the right things with our time. It's really, I think, helping society get to a more sustainable way of life. I think that I love my cell phone. I love that I'm able to text message and call and answer emails while I'm waiting um, in line somewhere. So it's great. And I want to maintain that lifestyle. I think, um, you know, we talk about this dichotomy between like environmental protection um, and uh quality of life. We talk about this dichotomy all the time at Nori because a lot of people think that in order to care, in order for you to care about the environment, you have to care so much that you have no impact at all. And I, and I think that sometimes it's like, well, what if you want to like, I want to use my kitchen. I like to cook. Um, I want to use my kitchen, but I'm going to clean up my dishes after, you know, I'm going to put right. things away. And so it's matter of just making sure you're taking care. You're you're being responsible for the impact that you have on the environment. And I think that Nori's going to really help do that um, because people will be able to take care of their carbon dioxide emissions. Cool. So so we don't have to drive uh, horse and buggies. Yeah, no. And, uh, use candle power. Is, no, what we're instead what, of electricity. We're at a great time um, in technology and industry and i think it's great so yeah nori's we're trying really really hard so that we can continue to maintain these lifestyles with a more conservative aspect i think we we should never um just kind of be greedy and indulgent on what we take from the environment but so keep some awareness um of what that impact is and take take that awareness and say okay well this is how much i have to take care of and be responsible for what you do that's it Clean up after oh, yourself. Clean up after yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you, you mess it up, clean it up. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> we can keep going at this copy. <laughs> yeah. Ah, well, <laughs> that's, that's enough for that. But, um, <laughs> but I, uh, I'm glad we did this because I, I really had no idea uh, how many difficult decisions you made in your life. Like <laughs> even the last one you talked about with your mom and, uh, and, and your direction in school, that's uh a huge deal because that's what uh, I I don't know I I've played some poker in the past and and people use the term like pot committed if you've already put enough you've invested enough into it then you feel obligated to stay in it um, mm-hmm. even if it doesn't feel right or chances are you're not going to win um, and it's it, that ability that you have to uh, to be invested in it and and to be on that track and then reevaluate and go you know what. I don't want to do this and then break the news to, to your mom and the people who care about you. That's really hard to do. Thanks. That's 
Yeah. I think she's happy about it now. <laughs> she, she's 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 uh, seen the light, I think, and come to terms. But thanks. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, how do people get uh, in touch with you or or follow you on social media? Personally, my Twitter handle is Clean Energy Girl without the I <laughs> in girl. So Clean Energy Girl. Awesome. <laughs> um, because someone else had taken it. Um, but yeah, so clean energy girl. And you're a problem solver. No I. So <laughs> and I'm a, a problem solution. solver. So I'm like, I can handle the no I. Um, and then on Nori, you can definitely check out our website. So Nori.com. Nori like the seaweed, N-O-R-I.com. Um, check out our podcast. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Well, awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show and uh, really appreciate it. And I think uh, it's, it's very amazing some of the choices that you've made and, and inspirational uh, to everyone in tech who's listening. So thanks again for coming on. Thank you. It was a pleasure. I had a blast. All right, great. And to you at home, thanks for listening. And tune in next Friday for another Crypto Friday. Bye. To join in the conversation and chat with me and other crypto enthusiasts, check out the crypto channel on the We Are LA Tech private Slack at wearelatech.com slash VIP. Yes, you can now get your We Are LA Tech tea. You've all been asking for it. Just go to wearelatech.com slash shop to be a part of the movement to make Los Angeles the top city in the world for tech. Yes, we are number three. Let's get it to number one. wearelatech.com slash shop. Represent. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are not the opinions of We Are LA Tech or their participants and are subject to change. The content of the show, the videos, website, and all related works are provided for entertainment purposes only. It is not intended to be, nor does it constitute financial investment or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to investing, finances, trading, or anything else based on this content without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of bitcoins and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to buy, sell, or trade any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent financial advisor. Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes.